Hey everybody, Dan here. The clip you're about to hear is an excerpt from my latest solo overtime episode, where I discuss Lenin's theoretical orientation to the trade union question, how it evolved over time alongside the communist movement in Russia, and how that all applies today. If you're not a patron, you can gain access to the episode and all our previous overtime episodes by subscribing at $5 a month at patreon.com slash workstoppage. If you can't afford that but want access to the episodes, as always, just contact one of the hosts, usually on Discord, and we can give you access. We appreciate all the support our patrons give us. They make it possible to do the show. But as workers, we don't ever want to exclude anyone because of inability to pay. So anyways, here's a clip from the episode, and I hope it's an enjoyable and helpful one. Solidarity, everybody. So hopping right into the text here, Lenin starts with this, quote, In a word, economic, or factory, exposures were and remain an important lever in the economic struggle, and they will continue to retain this significance as long as there is capitalism, which makes it necessary for the workers to defend themselves. Even in the most advanced countries of Europe, it can still be seen that the exposure of abuses in some backward trade or in some forgotten branch of domestic industry serves as a starting point for the awakening of class consciousness, for the beginning of a trade union struggle, and for the spread of socialism. And so here right off the bat, you see acknowledging the root of the class struggle at the point of production. He then moves on in this text to confront the assertion by the economist faction of the socialist movement which took a a positivist view of the economic struggle, that by simply enlarging the union, supporting them in strikes, socialism would come about inevitably. That's basically the second international's viewpoint on the development of evolutionary socialism. You know, uh, Edward Bernstein is is commonly the, the theoretician held up as the exemplar of this. And that's also linked with a tendency called spontaneism, which we do still sometimes see today, which is the idea that revolutionary working class struggle will simply appear from within the masses without external agitation, that basically any attempts to accelerate, foment, or develop this struggle specifically are somehow authoritarian or unnatural, and that the struggle will develop spontaneously and that that will carry forward a revolution and smash capitalism. That's, in my view, and I think from checking the historical record, obviously been disproven by, you know, several hundred years of capitalism. But there are still adherents to it, and so I think it's worth explaining why it's wrong, which Lenin gets into here in What is to be Done. And so he continues, quote, As a matter of fact, the exposures merely dealt with the relations between the workers in a given trade and their employers. And all that they achieved was that the sellers of labor power learned to sell their commodity on better terms and to fight the purchasers over a purely commercial deal. These exposures could have served, if properly utilized by an organization of revolutionaries, as a beginning and a component part of socialist activity. But they could also have led and given a worshipful attitude towards spontaneity, were bound to lead to a purely trade union struggle and to a non-socialist working class movement. Socialism leads the struggle of the working class not only for better terms for the sale of labor power, but for the abolition of the social system that compels the property list to sell themselves to the rich. Socialism represents the working class, not in its relation to a given group of employers alone, but in its relation to all classes of modern society, and to the state as an organized political force. Hence, it follows that not only must socialists not confine themselves exclusively to the economic struggle, but that they must not allow the organization of economic exposures to become the predominant part of their activities. 
We must take up actively the political education of the working class and the development of its political consciousness.